What is up, guys? This is the very first official episode of the Iron Sharpens Iron Fantasy Football League podcast. Long, lengthy name, but it's all I got right now. So, uh, we got our draft coming up tomorrow. Today, uh, it's probably going to be pretty short, but I just kind of wanted to go through. Hey, let me put a disclaimer out. If you have a problem with something I say, first of all, I don't really care. Second of all, you're probably wrong, and I'm probably right, so get over it. Um, But today, all I want to do is just analyze uh, keepers and just kind of give some updates on that. So what I've done is uh, absolutely little to no analysis on this. So... um, I have the rounds, everyone who has kept here, uh, pulled up in a spreadsheet on Excel, Um, but I'm going to have to go into my email real quick and pull the rosters from last year so that I can see what kind of poor decisions people made, but also what kind of good decisions people made as far as keepers. I don't know how many of you have been in other leagues or other keeper leagues or things like that, but um, the keeper is a fun thing. I was in another keeper league, and the keeper was a little different because um, they made you keep people, and then if you, it was almost like a keeper dynasty. Um, say one year I drafted Julio Jones as a rookie in like the ninth round. The next year I kept him, it cost me a seventh round. So your first two keepers would be like your one and two. But then if you drafted somebody in the fourth round and kept him, that would be your two. So you wouldn't be able to have like two keepers at the top. You wouldn't be able to keep one in the second round and the fourth round because, or the first round and the third round, so to speak. But anyway, um, basically I was just sharing that just to stall until I got this sheet pulled up, which I did finally. So got the rosters here, and if I misspeak about something, I apologize. I don't have anything in front of me other than on the computer, so I'm kind of going to be toggling back and forth. But I'm um, also outside, um, so if the sound quality is bad, I'm recording into a Mac computer with no microphone or anything, so get over it. Uh, let's start here with... Our commissioner, Darth Wumpy, had some, in my opinion, probably some decisions that he could have went a different way with. But, I mean, Pollard, in, we'll just start with Pollard in the fifth round. That That's a no-brainer. It's great value there. You know, he's going second, third round in most leagues. Ceiling is glass, whatever the ceiling is for him. Uh, people's worried about, um, you know, the workload, I think, just because maybe he's not quite as built for the heavy workload that they might give him without Zeke there. But, I mean, dude's a monster. So, great value. Good decision, I think, on keeping. Uh, you certainly are not keeping DeAndre Swift, who was a first-round pick last year and this year. Who knows how far he will fall down. I know he's out of Detroit and in Philadelphia, but even there he could be overtaken and not even be the premier back. And then you've got injury history there. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins at three. He's fell down draft boards, especially just thinking about in a PPR league, what kind of work out of the backfield he may or may not get and probably won't get, especially with a scrambling quarterback back there. And then Andrews is always a quick outlet also who's going to see probably Andrews, Bateman, and OBJ will all see priority targets 
over J.K. Dobbins. And I know that sounds stupid because you're like, of course, wide receivers and tight ends are going to see priorities over J.K. Dobbins. But I'm saying any regression that comes away from Andrews isn't necessarily going to go down to Dobbins. It's going to Lamar because he's going to scramble or he's going to look downfield for his receivers. He's just not the receiving back in PPR I would keep. Uh, you know, just a lot of now Devonte Smith in the sixth round. That's something I would have had to think about. Um, but I probably would have did what he did and went with the Pollard. And then I, you have to keep Tyreek Hill at two because I mean he's probably a first. If you don't keep him at two, depending on your draft position, you may have to take him in the first round, or you're not going to get him at all. So. Um, I, I think those were good decisions. And then he also has a fourth draft slot. So, you know, if he did want to start two big wide receivers or a running back, he has that option because he's got Hill locked in into that second round pick already. So, um, then we have last year's league champion size matters not. And it certainly doesn't because Jalen Hurts is not that big of a dude unless you measure his thighs, which you probably need a tape measure to do that. And then, I mean, I don't know. Eckler, Hurts, Amari Cooper. I mean, a really good roster here. A lot of big play players. You had Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams when he was healthy. Josh Jacobs obviously was one of the top running backs last year and just had a monster year, monster load, tons of touches, tons of receptions. Um, I mean, I was honestly surprised. I think other people were too. Actually, I know other people were from talking to him, but having Eckler not kept was a surprise. But in this case, being at the fifth slot – I think that was actually a good non-keep because with only four people picking ahead of you, Eckler, the, a lot of the, not just Eckler, a lot of these running backs, they're reaching their their age cliffs, if you will. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a big drop-off there with Eckler, and I think if there is, it's not because of age. I think it's because you get a healthier Chargers team this year. You get Keenan Allen back if he can stay healthy. Mike Williams back if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, Justin Herbert back without broken ribs. Uh, so, you know, I think there's definitely going to be some regression there, definitely some touchdown regression. I still would take him in the first, but – you can't pass Jalen Hurts in the sixth. And then Rashad White could turn out to be a great value at nine. I know that Tampa Bay line play has been suspect. But, I mean, when he stepped in for Fournette last year, which I have Fournette on my roster down the stretch, and he was terrible, I certainly would have rather had Rashad White. Josh Jacobs at four, that would have been an interesting keep. Um, I don't know if the contract things kind of scared it out, but I know a lot of players, um, a lot of team managers, that is, in our league will sacrifice, um, you might call it a high-end pick for a value pick later knowing you can get something similar in an early round and I think that's what size matters not did here um, because they know that in that first round they're going to get either one of those top uh, you know you're going to get a Jamar Chase a Cooper Cup uh, something like that if they fall to you in that fourth pick or you're going to have a Bichon, Bichon a Eckler um, falling back to you a Saquon you know 
he may have let Eckler go and he might still get him with his fourth pick. That's not out of the question, certainly not. Um, so, you know, I think that was pretty good there. A little surprising at first, but then upon, you know, further analysis and his draft slot and stuff certainly makes a little more sense. Poopers, storm poopers. One person who did not poop the bed, at least not the second half of the season, is Justin Fields. No-brainer keeper. I know I was talking to someone else in the league, and they weren't sure if he would keep Fields or not. And I, to me, I think that was just a no-brainer. Regardless of the rest of your roster, you've got him in the 17th. I think you've got to you've got to keep him. Again, you know Derrick Henry here, but that's a first-round pick. He could slip to the second. It is not unheard of. A lot of these running backs are again getting older. It's a three-wide receiver league. There's a lot of talent um in the wide receiver so you know some people do like wait until those later middle rounds for that and some people go really heavy at the top because they want that top end and then get maybe some better value at running backs um you know but you can do the same thing with receivers also i just think there's a bigger pool for the receivers to do that it's easier to wait longer and get closer to the value um whereas that drop off of running backs is it's steep right now. Ramondre in the sixth, that's another one that would have been a really good value pick. Um, that one surprises me a little bit. I understand, um, though, obviously the value of Fields as he's, you know, going in the fifth or sixth round, about around the place that Herbert is. He's a high-end tier two quarterback, but um aj brown in the third would have been another one to consider even in the third that's a value there you know what you're getting with him ramondre you uh, at the time zeke i don't think had signed yet that we had picked our keepers but i mean you i could have drafted ramondre last year and the alabama in me of course took damian harris and we see how that turned out um but you know picking up ridley also in the 17th again that's just two more value picks but you kind of know what you're getting with fields they improve that receiving core too um well i say improve they brought dj Moore in so we'll see um but you know maybe another year in the system and you know some play under his belt and they're kind of figuring out how to use him and he'll i mean the ceiling with him and my i mean he could be the quarterback one on the year if he can throw the ball so um and then ridley you know coming back again alabama guy but coming off a suspension um we saw what watson failed to do when he came back hadn't played for a long time i know he was out longer than ridley was and different coming back and quarterbacking and playing a wide receiver but um still you know some question marks there definitely surrounding him but he's certainly probably going to be the number one option in jacksonville and that's a great value there too so oh next we have strong side who kept cousins which is fine um you know he's you know probably a top uh, possibly a borderline top 12 14 quarterback you know and having him in the 17th round that's just a round that if you're comfortable with that and you can load up up top and you're fine with that you know kind of mid-tier quarterback and that works for your roster that's also a good you know that can be a good strategy too and then uh damian pierce in the fifth um also you know that's a good keeper too that's value also um, you're definitely, you know, not keeping Elliott 
in the second. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the 17th would have been an interesting keep. I almost would have probably thought about taking that keep over Cousins just because, I mean, I know he wasn't great last year, but Cousins is not a mobile quarterback, and you have tremendous upside with Watson there. You're still getting the value. And, I mean, Watson's ADP, and he's going higher, even on draft boards, way higher than Kirk Cousins is right now anyway. And Cousins is probably someone you could probably snag in the 11th or 12th anyway where you're starting to kind of get past your roster, and you're starting to look more for those breakouts and benches anyway. Um, but, again, you know, goes back to what I said. Cousins, you he's pretty consistent. You kind of know what you're getting, but you know where his ceiling is. Watson, we haven't seen his ceiling, hopefully, since he's been back. So there's that potential there, but, you know, definitely not a terrible decision. You know, it's the sure thing versus value. Again, that's in this instance, but also with keeping a um, – I'll get to it later, but, you know – me keeping two receivers in the first and second round or versus if I had had you know someone else in the 12th round who could have been a breakout but you know what you're getting when you keep those high you know if it's an AJ Brown or uh, you know Christian McCaffrey and you're keeping them in the first second third versus maybe a Bateman who could come back and blow up in the 17th um, you know you just don't know what you're going to get all right uh, just one more quick thing on that roster, too. Uh, you see these down here, Sky Moore, Tyler Boyd, you know, both of those 11th, so you couldn't keep them both. But, uh, you know, you just don't know what you're getting with them. And, I mean, Moore could be interesting with Juju out of town, but I, I personally lean toward more sure things than I do um, values at times which will bring me next to my roster, um, which I kept Justin Jefferson, who was a first-round pick, and then Stephon Diggs, who was a second-round pick. Last year, I kept both of them, both of them going in some drafts, both in the first round, top 10. Um, in My keepers were pretty easy. You know, I'm definitely not keeping Mike Evans, who was taken in the second, who I acquired in a trade from Kylo Wynn last year. Um, I'm, I'm not keeping Jamal Williams, even though he was crazy value last year. I took him in the 11th round, but that was just touchdown after touchdown. Swift was injured. Now he's in, um, I mean, he's in new Orleans. He can end up being with Alvin Kamara suspended for three games. Now he can end up being, you know, a heavy premier back there for at least the first three weeks. But then after that, where does the workload go? You know, will he get those same goal line carries, those same opportunities? Um, you know, I don't know that that's all going to be there. Latavius Murray, you know, kind of a similar thing. Um, went into Denver. Javante Williams was down. Murray certainly had some, um, you know, flashes in the pan, if you will. Um, had some good, you know, not really touchdown, but Denver, their offense was just so terrible last year. Um, that was kind of just ground and pound volume uh, points was all that was. And, you know, he could get some of that work in Buffalo, certainly. But um, with the way, uh, you know, James Cook, he's young and stuff, I think they're going to be looking to feature him. Latavius Murray, a lot of that's going to be uh, not pass catching downs. Cook is capable of catch passing. You've got Damian Harris there also who can scavenger the goal lines not only away from Cook but even Murray. Um, so who knows, you know, what kind of value there. And 
really the one other uh dalvin cook in the first i certainly wasn't keeping him but he could prove valuable um for the jets but especially with Brees all coming back from an injury but Tua, uh that was really where i got hung up at and i say hung up i wasn't really hung up that long i will say one thing had to not had the concussion issues last year two things it is possible i would have won the league say what you will second I probably would have kept him in a 17th round. He's a, uh, you know, top 12 quarterback, maybe 14, you know, kind of in that Kirk Cousins area. Um, But with the concussion history, that's almost worse than having like, you know, Burroughs had the leg injuries, you know, stuff like that. That concussion, that's just so much more serious than something like that and impossible to measure. Um And it just really scared me because I knew that if I kept him in the 17th, that's great value if he can stay healthy. And last year, he did not stay healthy. Some people say, don't let the injury bug scare you away off of players. It has scared me off of Tua. It is possible I still end up drafting him at some point if he falls down the board. But he will not most likely be the first quarterback that I would take off the board um, if the draft fell that way. Um for one thing, it would be a little counterintuitive if I do that, having passed on him in the 17th round as a keeper. But again, I know what I get with Diggs. I know what I get with Jefferson. I'm keeping them the one and two. Um, and the only other consideration was to uh, And with the injury history and getting burned last year, uh, I thought even if I didn't keep him, maybe I can snatch him up sometime in the draft. And, you know, I still get my other guys and I'm not getting terrible value out of Tua, um, especially if he hits that elite upside. Because if he can stay healthy, he can be as good as a Burrow or a Herbert. He don't have that, you know, scrambling ability. Not that either of them are huge scramblers, but his big play ability. And dude threw six touchdowns last year. You got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You should be throwing three or four touchdowns every game for 350 yards. Um, so, you know, he does that. He's going to end up being an elite quarterback. But again, that just is going to depend a lot on his health too. So, and in the next breath, having just mentioned Joe Burrow, we will move on to our new team, formerly the Mixon administration. You're going to have to, um, forgive me because I'm not sure what name he has decided on yet. I know someone else changed their name to Pale L. Indy, um, but I think that was Reich. So I don't know that Mixon has got a new administration in yet. I know the administration is there. I just don't know what the name of it is. We'll put it that way. Uh, but anyway, uh, some decisions here to be made and again it fell down to value a lot of guys look for that value i tend to lean more towards the sure thing in this case you had barkley first round chubb second round both of those guys you know that's not value picks but you know what you're getting with you know what you're getting with saquon it's a ppr league um he's going in the one or the two anyway if you have him and chubb in the one and two i don't hate that again it's a the wide receivers are getting deeper running backs are getting older um but, um, you know, Garrett Wilson at 10, that that's a huge value. And if he is what they say he could be, especially with Rodgers, um, Rodgers 
even calling him special. Um, huge upside there. Huge upside and great value at 10. And, I mean, it's possible that Chubb falls to you in the second anyway and you can snatch him up and you've still got Garrett Wilson who's going in the, you know, maybe third round. Um so you're getting great value there and honestly with it being ppr it's possible he scores more than chubb does if he gets those targets and gets those receptions um chubb's a great back uh hunts out of town you know so people are hoping that his ppr value is going to go up even uh, i mean more because he will get more of those pass catches hopefully that volume hopefully falls to him again again though you've got a mobile quarterback you've got amari cooper you've brought in elijah moore so you know a lot of mouths to feed there a lot of big names to feed um but i I don't hate the decision of keeping garrett wilson um and the same thing with james cook i mean Second year back, and, and real quick, going back to Garrett Wilson, sophomore receiver, same thing as Olave, who we'll get to later. Um, you know, primed for a breakout year. Um, you know, rookie of the year, rookie of the year um, potential in Olave, who may have got it had he stayed healthy or had a more competent quarterback. Um, but back to James Cook now um, in the ninth. Uh, so back to back round picks here. Um, I. You know, I guess you could say the values there with Cook, but I just feel like he's unproven. You know, maybe he's a flex play, but um, he is young also. Devin Singletary's out of town. You know, again, you do have Latavius Murray. Damian Harris in there could scavenge some picks, but he's going to probably be your pass catching um, back too. Um, you know, even if those other guys are in on third down, he can catch one on the first or second. He's got the hands. He's good. Um, he's not as good as Dalvin. You know, not yet, though. He's young. You know, Dalvin might be reaching over that edge, um, reaching that age cliff. Um, but James Cook, you know, he's still young. That's, a you know, not a terrible keep. I don't hate that. But I personally, again, I, I think I would have, in this scenario, taken the sure thing with Barkley at one and probably Garrett Wilson at ten. Um, you know, maybe even keep Chubb at two and see maybe who falls to me at one. But having Garrett Wilson that late, um, can let you take a big name in the first round two of those running backs who are most likely going to be there um, because you've got a really high tier of receivers up there and a really high tier of running backs up there. So you're going to get either you're either going to have Wilson down the stretch at 10 and your first receiver off the board can be Chase or um, you know a big name like that or Barkley might fall to you again and you might he might be able to draft Barkley and Chubb it I mean that's possible um, you know his draft slot is later he is picking later in the first round but there are two keepers in the first round in the ninth and the 11th um, and then he has back-to-back picks. So, I mean, if they're both there, he certainly could. I, I mean, I don't think they're both going to be there. But I'm just saying it. he could if they were both there. So, don't hate that. Hawkinson in the eighth would have been something to think about. Um, but you can find pretty good value at the tight end. And um, uh, I do know he's had some back soreness, whether that's from his back being sore or whether um, he's just kind of using that as an excuse for wanting his contract. I don't know, but either way, um, I understand the keeps. I just would have, I would have kept Barkley, but that's just me. No shame.
And if I can get the computer, yes, here we go. All right. So we're halfway through this. Um, maybe this is super boring. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm ate up with this stuff. So um, I certainly do not know everything that I'm talking about. And there could be stuff that I missed. And if you want to call me out on it, that is fine. Um, so moving on. Indy Coates. He has the draft slot too. Um, you know, Javante Williams in the one. That's you're obviously not keeping him. T. Higgins in the two. I think that's clearly reaching. You know, you've got Lawrence in the seventeenth. If you didn't want to have to worry about a quarterback, and maybe you can find some value in that round or take a chance, take a flyer on somebody. Um, but Miles Sanders at seven. That's a really good. You know, that's a, I mean, not a great value, but it's certainly a value. And then Burks in the eighth. Um, Burks, uh, until they brought Hopkins over, was the number one receiver. You know, he's the number two now, but Hopkins is getting old too. Um, but that offense scares me a little bit, um, as I've heard of them called the Tennessee Derrick Henrys. Um, so you, I mean, when A.J. Brown was there, you got some games, but um, they're just not a passing offense. Tannehill is fine. Um, but that upside, I mean, was there, it's there. Um, cause you know, you can look at him as your wide receiver three when you're drafting in the eighth round. Um, obviously he had more value before Hopkins got there, but, um, not a terrible keep. And again, you know, priming for possible sophomore breakout and then Sanders in the seventh, um, you know, he's out of Philadelphia. Um, so we'll see what he can do. He's got a young, um, quarterback, uh, you know, might be dumping some balls off to him. So um, we'll see, um, you know, how he goes and uh, kind of how that falls. But, uh, and, you know, just given the rest of the roster, I mean, those are fine keeps. I would have looked at Jahan Dotson at 12. Um, <clears throat> at the time, obviously, McLaurin um, wasn't injured yet, but uh, had a turf toe issue a few days ago. Um, he It is possible he's back for week one, but, um, you know, again, being at Alabama, uh, rammer jammer, uh, turf toe has bit me before with Damian Harris. Um, so that injury is a little scary on that end, but, um, and then, you know, he had Mark Andrews, but he was a keeper last year. So not an option again. So all in all, I mean, there wasn't much choice here. You pick a couple of values and you roll with it. Give me more. Had DJ Moore last year. Don't think that went too well. He may not be saying, give me more DJ Moore anymore. He maybe should change his name. It It, it is an interesting thought, uh, total sidetrack, but um, should we make people relinquish their team name when their player is no longer on their team? This would mean that give me more would have to pick a new team name. Do we want to make him do that? We can vote at the draft. Now, uh, more importantly, though, let's get to these keepers. Lamar Jackson in the fifth round. That's a good value. He actually acquired him in a trade for me. I was shooting for the stars last year. I had felt like I had a good roster. Lamar lost Bateman. Lamar was great at the beginning of the year. You know, top, top top-tier performances, what you want and expect out of Lamar. Quarterback one finishes, you know, top five every week. 
Um, but that was short lived because it only lasted like three or four weeks until Bateman went down. You know, uh, then Andrews at one point was injured down the stretch. Lamar was injured himself. So, um, you know, that was actually part of how I acquired Tua and Dalvin Cook. Um, and the Tua thing obviously came back and bit me, but it's not like Lamar was helping me anyway. But uh, besides the point, um, that is a good value keep, you know, behind Hertz, Allen, and Mahomes. And, you know, then next year looking at some people might prefer Burrow. I like the upside of Lamar. Uh, same thing with Herbert. Um, but, man, when Lamar is clicking and he's got his weapons, they brought in OBJ, he can do just as much, if not more, than Hertz did or what Allen or Mahomes can do just because now fantasy-wise, he's not a better passer than all those guys, but um, certainly mobile, and the upside is just astronomical with this dude. Now, something that makes that interesting, though, is you got Brock Purdy here in the 17th, um, but I think that's a good call there. You can get Brock Purdy probably for free in this lead, uh, in this league. Um, and then Pacheco, you know, looking to be the RB1 in Kansas City now. Really broke out down the stretch last year. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I drafted, uh, sort of trade him off in that blockbuster trade for Justin Jefferson. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but Pacheco ended up being the lead back there through injury. And then just through sheer dude is a bull. You're not stopping that guy. He runs hard. He's a great player. I really like that keep. I really like that player. I wanted to trade for him, um, but wasn't able to. Um, Mechie, you know, coming back in Houston on 17th round. Uh, interesting, but unknown there. Uh, Darren Waller in the 7th. Uh, also interesting value there. Um, but with that being a onesie position, and you can get some other values in later rounds there, even around the 7th who could maybe reach the ceiling of Darren Waller. Um, but I think Waller's primed for a breakout year this year um, in New York. But I think the value that you can get out of Pacheco at nine um, with a running back and a double flex league and the gap um, between certain tight ends being smaller than running back, I think that um, that's a good keep with Pacheco there. Um, I not really much anybody else there I would have considered. Aaron Jones in the second. I mean, that's possible he goes there, but Aaron Rodgers is out of town. Aaron Jones is reaching that cliff. Um, he was injured a little last year. Um, so, uh, you know, don't hate that. And, I mean, certainly gives a pretty good starting for – give me more. Choops. Uh, uh, so the Eckler keeps, or Eckler not getting kept rather surprised me. Um, but I understood why Chups though, Los Chupacabras, I, ah, maybe it's again, I know I've said this so much, but maybe it's the value thing, but there are some things that I still value or not. I don't understand. And I do not know why he did not keep Jonathan Taylor in the first round. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We all know the contract stuff and what's going on there. Um, it That kind of backfired because I know last year he 
He had the number one pick and had him on his roster, specifically did not keep him so that he could draft him and keep him again, which was very smart, very smart. But it just didn't work out because he's not worth keeping this year. He may end up having been worth keeping, um, but he's certainly not right now. Um, So the... um, Keeping Kelsey in the second, I mean, that can end up being a value. There are times that he's going in the first, um, so I don't hate that at all. And, I mean, that's basically like having another receiver at your team. You're starting yourself at an advantage every week with whoever you're playing at tight end. Even if you're playing whoever has Mark Andrews, it is possible that you are still starting at a huge advantage there. Um, But if Andrews can stay healthy and Lamar can stay healthy, um, Andrews can be – some people would say everything Travis Kelsey can be. I don't think that because I, Travis Kelsey is unstoppable. And PPR league, he gets so many targets in that offense. Patrick Mahomes is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Um, Travis Kelsey, I tried to get him from Joey last year. Couldn't do it. Um, I really like that keep. I think that puts you at a weekly advantage because you're almost starting ahead of the other team because you know that your tight end position is going to win that battle. 99 out of 100 weeks. Um, I, some Somebody else to have at least considered here would have been Christian Watson in the 17th. Super good down the stretch, but you lose Rodgers there. Short sample size. Um, I probably would not have kept him either. Um, and he did end up keeping Kenneth Walker in the third. That's a really good value. Uh, running back nine, you know, if he can stay healthy. I also tried to get him. Also in a trade. Um, I like that. I like that keep. That's really good value. Uh, but dang it. Josh Allen in the fourth. Man. Onesie position. Huge advantage. Clear cut. Um, you know, the big three. You could put Lamar in there, um, but he is not as proven as Allen, Mahomes. And, I mean, I say unproven. Hertz has done it for one season, but looked every bit like an MVP and had he stayed healthy and probably had he not fumbled on one play in the Super Bowl is possibly a season league MVP and also Super Bowl MVP. Um, But man, Josh Allen in the fourth, I would not have let him go. I would have kept that. You can still get one or two receivers or running backs. Um, However you want to do that in the first and and third, you've already got Kelsey at the two. You've got a really good base. You can find some really good value with receivers later. Man, I would not have let him slip through, Um, but I understand the value with Walker, and Kelsey's not somebody that you can put back on the board either, so I get it. Um, Next up. And again, I am not going in draft order here. Um, I kind of meant to, and then um, I just kind of been thinking about doing this podcast and then just kind of spur of the moment, pulled up my computer and started doing it. I've cut and spliced this a couple of times. I've been in and out. Kids have been around. Um, so I've been kind of pausing and getting back to it. Um, my wife's not home right now, so I'm currently in the house. The kids are outside. Um My wife is out with my sister, so I'm sitting in my living room just talking to myself as if I would be talking to you. But how this order got done is I pulled up last year's rosters, and I'm just going in the order that they are. So um, 
not again not in draft order um but next up price is reich uh pale ale indy i believe now um but anyway christian mccaffrey in the first you can't let him go there are some people who like the value some people like the sure thing this is one of those picks in my opinion where you can't sacrifice this sure of a thing for a value unless you're getting like Eckler in the 17th or Lamar Jackson in the 17th there's no way you're not keeping Christian McCaffrey especially now that he's with Shanahan and that offense high-powered competent and dude is unstoppable he will actually know the offense this year he won't be learning it um, which makes him even scarier and um, in some leagues, he I know Jefferson's going one in a lot of leagues, and I understand that also in PPR, but Christian McCaffrey in a PPR, just as valuable as a receiver. Um, and no problem if somebody took him at the 101 instead of Jamar Chase or Jefferson. Um, uh, again, this, not a lot of decision making here um i would say um mccaffrey obviously you know is a no-brainer but as you kind of go down the rest of the roster um that's a good one um but then you've got Brees hall you have to keep him uh you know even though he's coming off injury um dude was lightning last year uh fourth round that's a value even coming off injury and, you know, you kind of, I mean, Khalil Herbert in the ninth, uh, it's a possibility, but you're getting a more sure thing. Even coming off injury with Brees Hall, Khalil Herbert's always played second fiddle to David Montgomery. He's had flashes, you know, with um, injuries to David Montgomery and stuff like that. Um, Chark in the 17th, uh, that could have been interesting, but uh, dude's now dealing with a hamstring injury anyway. You're not keeping Godwin in the fourth. Hopkins in the seventh. But moving into that Tennessee offense and, uh, you know, getting older as he's getting also, <clears throat> he might fall a little bit. Um, and, I mean, I'm not passing on Brees Hall in the fourth for Hopkins in the seventh anyway. And, uh, you know, he can't keep Cup. He can't keep Kamara. Kamara was a first or a second last year anyway. I actually traded him away, and then he got traded again. Um, and he's suspended for three games also, which won't bother some people, but you're certainly not keeping him that high with that looming suspension unless it's somebody like a McCaffrey or Jamar Chase, somebody like that. Uh, Kylo win. <laughs> More like Kylo lose. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Kyle is... I shouldn't talk bad about him because he's one of the only people that I'm able to complete trades with because most people just think I'm an idiot, which I am because I send these stupid trades through. But Kyle is kind enough to walk me through not being so stupid and making it work for both parties instead of me just trying to steal players from people. So <clears throat> having said that, we did a blockbuster trade last year in which I acquired Jefferson for a bunch of – Clyde Edwards a layer and some other players and things like that. And then we made another trade layer that later that helped me get Tua actually from Kylo and you know, just passing players around, some three way trade, stuff like that. Um but uh man, one of the people that I traded away, which again I was 
<clears throat> not really looking to the future. I was having a good year last year. I was really trying to win the league, bolster my roster. Um, Keenan Allen, somebody that I traded away when he was injured, but when he came back, he was great, but he was a third round draft pick. So, um, you know, you're probably not keeping him at a three when you can keep Chris Olave in the seventh. Oh my gosh, man. Now, if I had had him on my roster, I probably would have had to let Diggs walk and kept him in the seventh. That is great value. Dude broke out last year. Maybe not the talent that Garrett Wilson is, but and I mean he's he doesn't have the quarterback talent either because you know but Derek Carr is serviceable he got Devontae Adams huge numbers last year he is competent he can throw a deep ball um he's not Aaron Rodgers um but the Saints offense certainly should be better Olave should be better um a little bit of concussion down the stretch so you know missing a couple games also hurts that rookie of the year um you know trying to win that but um <clears throat> that's a great keep at seven and then somebody else he acquired from me jacoby myers in the 10th um he's out of new england um in a more competent offense um so you know there's potential there and i mean ppr uh it's a good dude to have on your on your team you know he can he's going to get targets he you know he'll get some touchdowns here and there not a terrible wide receiver or a flex move in any league but <clears throat> especially in a PPR league. I would have um, had to consider Herbert, though, in the fifth. It's nice having your quarterback figured out where you can just kind of draft around it. Um, but I understand the value plays that you're getting in Myers and especially in Olave, and there's not anybody else on this roster who would have even you would consider uh, dumping them off. I mean, Robert Woods, he's washed. Cortland Sutton. Uh, you're not spending a third-round pick on him, even though his draft stock may be rising with the hamstring injury to Judy. Um, you know, Keenan Allen in the third, you can get him cheaper than that if you just wait and draft him. Deontay Johnson in the fifth. Had a down year, but I had him on my roster a couple years ago and did not score one touchdown last year. Unbelievable. Um, but he's getting targets. You know, Pickens, whatever. Um, it's fine. Maybe it's because I hate Georgia. Um, but... I, I don't hate Georgia, but um, he's not – I mean, Pickens is not OBJ. Like, let's slow down here a minute. Um, Deontay Johnson is good. Had If you give that dude what he had last year and put four or five touchdowns on there, we're not even having a conversation about George Pickens because you're taking Deontay Johnson. You're still taking Deontay Johnson. You should be. And then finally we get to the Stewarts. Um, Rodgers in the 15th, not a terrible keep. You've got upside there. Dude seems happier in New York. He's got weapons. Not that he didn't have him before, but, I mean, last year he didn't really because Devontae Adams was gone. You had injuries. Um, so, I mean, I don't hate that keep. Again, I like being able to draft, not really having to think about when I'm going to snatch a quarterback. Not that it's a wasted round, but, man, sometimes it's hard to pass on, like, a really good value receiver because you haven't taken a quarterback yet, and you know if you don't, you're not going to get that receiver, but you're not going to get a serviceable quarterback either. And streaming quarterbacks sucks. Um, it's one thing to stream a defense. Streaming a quarterback is not that fun unless you stumble across something like Jared Goff but he was only good at home. Um, 
Also, I had him rostered last year at some point, but we won't talk about that either. Um, but Geno Smith in the 17th, um, I mean, I get it. It's Aaron Rodgers, and it's two rounds. You're keeping Rodgers for sure. Um, Beckham would have been an interesting keep, but, I mean, we haven't seen that dude play football in like a year and a half. Uh, he's had multiple ACL injuries. Um, I get it. I would not have kept him either. Elijah Moore in the sixth. That's an interesting one. Out of New York, into Cleveland, uh, opposite Amari Cooper, you've got Deshaun Watson. Quarterback play, let's be real, in New York last year was pretty much terrible. Um, Elijah Moore was not happy. He's out of there. He's with a better quarterback, maybe, if Watson can rebound. Um, I think he'll be better. I think he was rusty, had a lot going on. People have forgotten about it now. He's under less pressure. He's been on the field. Um, I think he'll do better this year. I would have given Elijah Moore more of a look in the sixth or Lockett even in the seventh. Um, I maybe would have leaned Lockett in the seventh. People sleep on Lockett. That dude is consistency every year. Um, Adams in the second. If you're looking for a sure thing, that would not have been a terrible keep. Um, did go with Randall Cobb in the 17th. I did hear he will be more involved in the offense. Now they did recently lose Corey Davis, who retired. Pulled an Andrew Luck on him. Um, but difference here is he probably will not be missed like Luck was in the Colts, and people won't hate him for it. But Rodgers loves... He loves Randall Cobb. Um, I mean, he's going to see some targets. I don't know how many. Um, But that brings me to Madison in the 11th. That is where I would have had no problem keeping. That's a value pick even where Madison's going ADP right now. Dalvin Cook is out of there when he stepped in for Dalvin. He's been a fine play. Um, that, that gives you easily a flex play for sure. But I mean, in my opinion, he's more of a, a possibly a low end RB one, if he can get some of that pass work, but, um, a mid to potentially high RB two, um, you know, and maybe I'm selling him a little short, but there's, you know, unproven, um, workload, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, I would have, I would. I would have definitely kept him there. Um, but, you know, Rodgers, I mean, dude thought he, they, people thought he was washed in Green Bay and he pumped out two MVPs. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty good pick there. They're going to be starting with, you know, a good outlook at quarterback there, not really having to think about <clears throat> taking one early, which will give them more picks to see who falls to them in those other rounds that they can maybe get some value there. So, well, guys, that is all that I really have for today. The draft is tomorrow. Super excited. Um, The pork is seasoned. It is in the fridge right now. I'm about to fire up the Traeger after I finish this up. Put the pork butt on there. It's going to smoke all night, 12 to 14 hours. It will be fresh tomorrow at the draft. And hopefully it is a consolation for whenever 
you all are feeling bad about me beating you later in the season, you can be like, you know what, though? He smoked that pork, and that was really nice. So I don't hate that he's beating me as much this year. So awesome. Looking forward to great season. Um, I'm hoping to keep this up. I don't know if it'll be a weekly thing. I'd like for it to. Um, I think it's fun. I'd like to have other guys in the league in on it. Um, maybe um, if they're not too good for us, like Roger Goodell is for the Dan Patrick Show, maybe we can bring in a commissioner. Um, you know, other guys in the league, I would love to – I don't know how we'd make it work. I don't know if it's a Zoom thing, you know, or if we're able to get together at a coffee shop, um, pump out an episode or something. I don't even know how long this is. I mean, typically these are like an hour. I don't know if I'm way over that or way before that. I didn't keep a timer, and I've been stopping and starting this thing, so I've got to go back and edit it. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. If you don't, that's fine. I enjoy it. Um, so I'm probably going to keep doing it. And if you have input on topics or things like that, uh, feel free to shoot me a message in the league board or put it on the big message board or in the chat. Um, you know, I'd love to analyze some trades. If, if, uh, guys have questions about trades and Hey, listen, it's not like I'm better than everybody at fantasy football. Um, I just, this is just fun to me. I might give you terrible advice. So don't come to me thinking, not that you would, but that I'm going to help you win the league or something. Because, um, I mean, that's my goal, right? So I don't want to help you too much. I may have already helped you too much. Um, but I'm not going to redo this episode. So if it helped, awesome. If it didn't, fine. And if it sucked and you're never going to listen again, that's fine too. <laughs> so... Uh, but seriously, looking forward to the season. Uh, this is the most fun fantasy football league I've ever been in. Um, David and Tim do a really good job running in it, running it, commissioning it. Um, I don't know if that's proper use of that word, um, but and I know they uh, do a lot to make the draft day big and fun and stuff like that. So I uh, just want to give them a quick shout out, and um, also because maybe. If I mention them on here, they will approve this being like posted somehow in our league board or something so that you all can access it. Um, and maybe there's an option we can get it on there or I can figure out how to do this for real and send links or something. I don't know. Most of this is just dragging out this podcast. So, again, draft day tomorrow. Hope you're studying. I'm going to be while the pork is smoking, before I smoke you on the draft and in the Fantasy Football League. I will see you all tomorrow.